739 News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Mayor DC Reeves on the line with us this morning. Mr. Mayor, happy Thanksgiving almost. Yeah, same to you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, holy smokes, I watched this District 5 town hall. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, there, there was a lot. I mean, you know, one thing I got to say is I like all the Frank conversation. I mean, sometimes it was not just Frank. It was Frank Plus. Um, but, you know, in some ways there's a level of honesty there. Uh, but I appreciated a lot of it. But a lot of questions came up that I wanted to ask you about because I thought they were, you know, super fascinating. One was this longstanding project of turning Martin Luther King and Davis into two-way from the current one-way. And you had mentioned the idea of having F. Repair the roads to like you know as new condition, and then two landing it, and then us taking over ownership of the roads. Is that the current plan? Yeah, that's the conversation that that's we have had with FDOT. Is that uh, as you can certainly understand, uh, there's there's two issues at play here. Number one, we have I one ten that moves people north and south very quickly. Um, so the need for one lane. Uh, or you know, one direction, one way, uh, going north and south uh, through a neighborhood may not be as necessary. So right. um, what, what's been discussed uh, is MLK and Davis north of Cervantes, um, mind you, because you know, there is some change and, and just some difficulty in changing that back in some of the other areas. Uh, but uh, a two-way street would be safer uh, for everybody. Uh, certainly we have a lot of people going the wrong way on, on those roads, uh, because they look like they shouldn't be one way. Right. Um, and so, uh, but that's something that we don't necessarily want to take over in their current condition as our state roads. So, uh, kind of our negotiation with FDOT and, and they've been open to, and, and are going to put some money behind is, Hey, look, we'll take over the road as, as something that we have to maintain in perpetuity if it's delivered to us in new condition, you know, we don't want to take over the road and then have millions of dollars of, of maintenance of get up uh, to or speed repair class, to, right. to take on in the next five or 10 years. So, so that's kind of the trade-off we've discussed. Um, and, and again, they're amicable too. nothing's finalized. We think there, um, but, but there is uh, some interest in, uh, in, in, you know, it's a multi-million dollar, you know, we're talking three, $5 million. It is not a, you know, repaving, and here you go. This is a significant, you know, change with new signage and everything else. So um, uh, that, that's not going to happen tomorrow. Uh, but I would say it definitely is possible in the next, I would say, eighteen to twenty-four months. Okay. See, I mean, I guess I find myself frustrated not at you, uh, but I thought that the, the way uh, Grover Robinson had portrayed it was. Um, all it really is going to take is some paint, and this can be done easy peasy. Of course, it never got done during his administration, um, but it sounds like it's much more involved than that. And I'm also, I guess I'm not quite sure why the city needs to acquire the maintenance costs thereafter. You know, it could still be a state road. I mean, the state operates, obviously, a lot of state roads in the city. Um, 
can we not is that just the tra- is that the way of getting it done faster because otherwise they're not going to really repair that road substantially for m- many more years right it becomes a question exactly Andrew. it becomes a question of priority right uh, you know we're asking for 22 million dollars for a terminal we're asking you know all those kinds of things and okay. it's a, it's really a, in a way to help it bump up the list as well as the fact that understand this is not uh, it would be different if we were taking over a state road that was kind of completely out there independent. It would be like, you know, Highway 98 and Gulf Breeze kind of thing. This is, I mean, all of those crossroads are our roads, you know. So, you know, for, you know, it, it's right in the middle of a lot of city-owned uh, road there uh, within those neighborhoods as well. So, I mean, it makes some sense. Obviously, at, you know, you know me through one full year as of today. Uh, you know me. I, I don't take on maintenance. I don't have to. Right. Uh, and I certainly will get enough to take care of. Uh, but but I would think that the trade-off of a you know again potential three and a half four million dollar project uh, that we don't have money for uh, that that at least that would be in the net for multiple generations to come would be in the condition that it needs to be in. All right, very good. Well, you know, like I said, it just kind of surprised me because it was such a contrast with what I had heard before, and that's why I wanted to follow up with you. Um, I have a question about Baptist, and I don't know the answer. I'm sure there is an answer, but I don't know the answer, and I figured you will know. Mm-hmm. We're talking a lot about trying to get money from the state to facilitate the demolition. Um, you know, obviously, it's not usable for anything else. But the part that I'm not, I just kind of suddenly find myself asking is, you know, how can Baptist move out of a facility? and leave it as something that needs to be demolished and it not have been their responsibility to take care of that. That part of it, I just didn't understand. And I'd never heard anybody address that before. Yeah. It, it, I, I think uh, we all, I, we, we have an obligation as a community, as I've said, as well as Baptist. And, 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 and certainly we've had that discussion. I know Senator Boxer and I uh, have had that discussion that, that there is an obligation of Baptists here. Um, okay. Now understand, you know, what's being discussed is, the donation of the property, uh, which right. there's that that with a demolition has some value, right? Of course, that. But understand from the city perspective, from my perspective, my goal would be if that property is, is uh, received by the city, that that's not going. We don't just send that to market for for highest and best offer. That's going to be used in sub. It's going to be a subsidy towards a master development that helps revitalize the neighborhood. Um, and so uh, we don't look at it that as, you know, if we do all this work and we lobby for it, that we would end up, um, you know, that there's some, some financial gain for the city. This is really more just controlling what the generational future uh, of the neighborhood is. And so um, that's what I see our role as, uh, but, but absolutely. And we sent our donation request, uh, our donation agreement version back to Baptist on Friday. Um, and, and it outlines some of that, including some financial obligation of, of Baptist. So, um, you know, we'll see what they say. There's some environmental things that have taken some time to work through. Uh, but, but our legislative request is in to the senator and, and our delegation uh, for, for some funding for that project, and, and we'll see what happens. But, but you, you've seen Senator Brockton say, and I agree with him, $18 million is a heavy, heavy lift yeah. to put only on the legislature or only on government. So, um, you know, that our expectation is that we're all in this together to try to figure out the solution. And I still think um, that this is a, you know, this is a good deal and a good agreement on all sides 
uh, if we can make something make sense. No, I, I agree. I just I had never heard that slice of it really addressed, and I had the question. I figure if I have the question, other people have the question, I'll ask the mayor. So one of the other things that came up in your town hall the other day was, um, you know, you, you got a lot of questions, I think, which were predicated on people not understanding who's responsible for which activity of government, which is normal. People often don't understand, you know, who does what, and so it's the mayor is the mayor, and the mayor gets every question, right? Um, but one of the questions you got had to do with the Hollis T. Williams Park and, you know, the plan, the money spent on a plan, $1.7 million, which is sitting on a shelf and, you know, we didn't have money to do it because, as you explained, the idea was build the plan, see if you can find the money, then do the plan. But your administration, which is an amazing bragging point, has gotten $30.5 million in the last six months for a project that previously had no funding whatsoever. My only question is you had mentioned it sounds like you're not planning to implement what the previous almost $2 million study had said because you want to have more engagement with the residents to make sure that that's really what they want now. That means additional cost for new study for the accommodating what the residents want. Am I reading this right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the reason there's a couple important points here to understand when that $1.6 million study uh, was put in, which there, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with what, what is already on the books, but that was never designed as hey, we may get $30 million for solely stormwater uh, infrastructure. Uh, no one ever, I mean, there, there, there might be a third of stormwater infrastructure in that current design in that now. And, and that's not anyone's fault. Who would have ever expected that we would have been able to, to have this kind of influx of stormwater infrastructure? Got it. Well, that stormwater doesn't pay for playgrounds. It doesn't pay for that. Now, we're, we're going after additional funding for that right now. Um, but see, it, you've got to use the dollars in a certain way. Okay. And, and so it would, to, honestly, it would be, uh, short-sighted of us to say, well, well, since we did a plan five years ago, four years ago, why don't we just implement exactly what's here? Well, things change and, and our funding streams change. Um, what we're going to be proposing, whatever ends up being designed in this new, really what I call, and you, you kind of encapsulated that in your, in your question is, this is really going to be a 2.0 of design. It's not throwing everything away from the old one, but, but, it's, but it's like, guys, wow, what a great problem to have. We've got tens of millions of dollars we right. never thought we were going to have. Let's make sure we do this right, and let's make sure um, you know, our, our community engagement what, you know, could have been stronger. Uh, it was a couple meetings during COVID and things like that, um, and I learned a lot through that Harvard Fellowship and through MIC, the Institute on City Design about how cities are doing that right. Um, and I think we can really, really improve there. So, so it's not just changing it just to change it. The dynamics have changed and, and in a great way. So, um, but, but understand, you know, this $30 million allows for that, uh, for design, allows for uh, property acquisition within a mile if it's needed for stormwater. I mean, all sorts of other things that are, don't just go into building ponds and, uh, and pipes, you know, so. Um, so it's a great situation for us to be in, and I would really, frankly, feel like I'm doing our community a disservice if I said, well, here's a complete unanticipated influx of cash that we never thought we would have had to do this project, but we're going to keep the same design when right. we never thought we were going to have it. And I'm assuming revamping. also that um, the planning will entail some degree of modularity such that 
you know, we've got all this money for stormwater. We don't yet have the money for, as you said, a playground or whatever other feature you decide wants to, the city wants to, to put in there. Um, and so maybe, you know, we, we work on this part, design this part, get to working on using the money because it has to be used pretty soon, and then come back later with the other parts as well. I mean, I'm, I'm just assuming that that's that, going to be part of the design. That's exactly right. What we would do is we would say, okay, but, you know, with our, we would RFP it this way. We would, we would, ha- we would design and construct this way. Say, here's kind of layer one, which yeah. is the stormwater infrastructure, and the, you know, and that, and that covers a lot of things: trees, pathways. I mean, it's things that are, you know, pervious. Um, it's not just ponds. Um, I got it. But uh, you know, we, we'll say, and then we would kind of layer on a phase two, and and hopefully we would have answers on on that funding well before a shovel was in the dirt. But but we can we can absolutely program it that way to make sure that that uh, you know we're prepared when when funding comes in. Very good. Um, before we get to the lightning round, I did have one other quick one, which is the Union Public House. You mentioned in your State of the City address the idea of turning that into a kind of a welcome center for the city, uh, sort of outhousing, if you don't mind the expression, uh, some of those features from the uh, the circular desk there at the base of City Hall and making it kind of a public-facing amenity provision source. Is that the idea? Yeah, well, it's, it's in our building, but it, it's uh, across the street from UPH. It's the, there's the old Pensacola Energy. It's got a awning on it now oh um, i misunderstood really okay it's for, it's it's your side of the house okay i i got you now my fault sorry thank you yeah so across the street what what all we're talking about is saying hey let's just do a better let's do a better job of of helping the customer when they come here welcome to the city let us help you understand where you're going if you want if you need to to pay a permit if you need to put a 311 claim in and you don't have the internet and you know so we're going to kind of come up with some one-stop shop type of set up in that the east side where you're going to be able to do a lot of the transactional functions of the city, Good. not just walk into city hall and have some elevators there, you know, and then be on your own. So, um, so we're going to make a year or two, we're going to be really focused on what the customer sees, you know, and, and, and how they interact with us. And, um, and so that's going to be one of our big, big points there is to make life easier on our citizens. Very good. I love it. Well, let's get to the lightning round, the uh, quick round of things that are happening. Obviously we have a lot of Thanksgiving related things and that's fine. Um, first question is when you get done with a napkin, Paper napkin. Is it neat, clean, folded, scrunched, balled up, or disgusting? Uh, scrunched as tightly as possible. <laughs> You're a scruncher. Uh, yeah, okay. Just, All right. All right. Yeah. Work, working out yeah. some nervous aggression over, on the napkin. And an over napkin user. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, wings and everything else. I'm, I, I am a little wasteful on that. I just, you know. I got gotcha. you. Uh, when you eat a salad with your meal, is it before the meal, after the meal, or during the meal? What's your preferred? Preferred is before, okay, because you know, I mean, by the time you get to the meal, that's that is prime real estate to talk about, <laughs> uh, especially Thanksgiving time. You need the you spot know, on I the like table. to get that out of the way, and you know. All right, very good. And um, is there a side that is traditional for Thanksgiving that DC Reeves is like, nope, not ever. Yeah, you know, cranberry sauce. I, I can't. I've <laughs> never, my entire life, gotten into it. It's just weirds me out. I don't know. It feels like it's from a. a sci-fi movie or something you know why do you hate flavorful jello on the table you know yeah what's that why do you hate flavorful jello well see the the key ingredient jello has is significant amounts of sugar that, <laughs> that, uh, uh, well i guess cranberry sauce does too. uh but yeah that's maybe that's the distinct difference you could put whipped cream on it yeah i think i think cranberry sauce uh, yeah, is basically sauce is the uh the, the imperial ipa of jellos is basically what it is so <laughs> You know, I, I would have thought a uh, you know beer guy like you might have liked it, but I, but I understand. No, that's I, that's interesting. As a side, uh, DC Reeves, Mayor of Pensacola, as always, sir. Thank you for the time. We'll talk to you next week and have a happy Thanksgiving.
Uh, yeah, same. I'll give it a try this year. Thanks to you. Thanks. <laughs> nice. 